Hello and welcome to Today at the G1. My name is James Troopany. This is a Troopany Show podcast where we've brought you every episode on the day coverage of the G1 Climax. It's not been up to our usual multi-practice, days kind of crazy schedule standard, but damn, I've enjoyed it. And we're coming to the end now. I'm going to miss this, to be honest with you. I've had so much fun over the last month doing this and doing these podcasts. I might find something else to do this podcast every day instead. <laughs> Probably not. I might have a little time off. Uh, but we're on night 18. It's the last night of the block night. And it, it wasn't anywhere near as emotionally draining as last night's was. Thank the Lord. But it was quite good. Um, there were some good matches in this. Um, there were some disappointing matches in this as well, let's be honest. Uh, but let's start off with Gabriel Kidd versus Yui Uemura. Gabriel Kidd takes the win using that killer double arm suplex, Billy Robinson style. Uh, I went back to the English commentary today. I, I'd missed Chris and Kevin and Rocky so much. So I was really glad to have them back in the G1 Climax commentary booth across three continents. <laughs> the only problem with it was it was slightly out of sync. So Kevin got awfully excited about three counts that didn't happen. Um, so they maybe need to watch that for the final tomorrow. But I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with for the final because they had really good commentary and really good observations. Gabriel Kidd and Yui Uemura. A lot of talk of Billy Robinson and Gabriel Kidd. He's very much like Gabriel Kidd. He re- sorry wrestles a lot like Billy Robinson, but he also wrestles like a lot like guys like Steve Vidor and lesser-known British heavyweights of the 1960s and 70s, and that's what impresses me the most about him. He's got a deep bench in his mind. Iwa Uemura as well has had a classic run in this particular series of matches, and you've seen them all grow. They've had to do different things. They've had to develop, and they've had to show different ideas off. They couldn't just do the same standard young boys match all the time. They had to have something different going on. And I want to say congratulations to them for working very, very hard uh, on this tour to be entertaining and be different and kind of got thrown in the deep end in Gabriel Kidd's case, but he has swum, he has not sank. Yoshihashi defeats Toriyano to move to four points and get two wins. Not as quite as emotional as uh, Yujiro's win yesterday, but still very, very cool to see you, um, Yoshihashi pulling out a win. Toriyano, I think an historically worse finish for him uh, he normally gets at least eight points, so it was kind of sad to see that happen for him. It was a fun match, though, and Yoshihashi nearly pulled out a sneak Toriyano-style cheaty victory, but it was well worth watching. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, as these kind of matches usually are. Next up was Juice Robinson versus Hiroki Goto. This was a bit more serious business. Neither of them could win the tournament. It was all for honour and pride, and Juice Robinson comes out with a win. The story of this tournament is that... He took a while to find his groove, and the big issue for him going forward in his wrestling career is people have figured out how to do Pulp Friction. He needs a new finisher. There's far too many variations and far too many reversals for it, so he needs something good that's going to do the job in the long run for him because I think Pulp Friction has has kind of played its way out. Goto escaped it four times in this match, which will tell you where he's going with this. So yeah, he needs a change. I see Kenta in his future as he got a win over Kenta and would like a crack at that US Heavyweight Championship opportunity that he carries in a briefcase. Hiroki Goto had a good tournament, had some good matches, had some corkers, but didn't go up far enough really for by his standards. This was a lot of fun though. So he gets to eight points. And there was a lot of mid-pack drudgery, to be honest, in this tournament. The best match of the night by a long way was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, and it only went 12 minutes. 
which will tell you how good that was. Um, it was, uh, tell you how good this match was and how kind of humdrum the rest of the show was. Tanahashi was strong. He kind of like outsmarted Zack Sabre Jr. These two have a kind of a, a nicely understated classy feud and they push each other's buttons in the right way. I'd love to see these two wrestle again. I, don't, I didn't have enough when they wrestled over the British Championship in Ref Pro. I want more. I demand more. Zack Sabre Jr. though finishes in joint fourth place with, uh, well, we'll find that out in a minute. Uh, I'll explain that in a second. Lands in fourth, joint fourth place, and has some really great performances in this tournament. Nothing to be ashamed of, as it were. Next up, we had Kenta. Kenta, oh, Tetsuya Nato had to win this match to get through to the final, and he didn't. It's that simple. 21 minutes and six seconds, there was a lot of stalling in this match. And... <sighs> It didn't really work. This should have been bigger than what it was. This is Kenta, the Kenta, ace of Noah, former WWE guy, heavily favoured in the cruiserweight division. He's a, a world-famous professional wrestler who has a lot of story behind him. And, you know, he's the guy who carried Noah for all those years. He was the guy that took over from Misawa and Kobashi as... They all faded away. He was the guy that, that made the company as a junior and then as a heavyweight. And he's wrestling Tetsuya Nato, the, the, the stardust genius of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the, you know, the great white hope of that dojo. And it didn't really click. It was slow. It was ponderous. It was felt like they both wanted a night off. They didn't want to be there. It wasn't terrible, because nothing either of these two do is terrible, but it just didn't flow at all. And it took a long while for Nato to find his groove, and even longer for Kenta to find his groove, and he was on top for most of the match. 6.43 from the cage match users will tell you, New Japan fans expect a higher standard, and this wasn't quite that. And I don't know what was wrong. I don't think it was either of their fault, but it just wasn't quite there. And you kind of expect more at this point in the tournament. Nato ends on 12 points and loses the tournament because of what happens next in the final. Sonata and Evil kind of have a standard evil match and again you're kind of like this is this is the former tag team partners in the final of the g1 this is the main event raya goku at sumo hall this should have been emotional and straining and and it just kind of went through the motions again it wasn't dreadful it wasn't as good as nato versus kenta and it certainly wasn't good as tanahashi versus zack saber jr uh but having said that sanada's an interesting pick for g1 final but against Ibushi. I'm not sure it could be the best G1 final you could think of. I could think of more exciting G1 finals, and it kind of sets up Ibushi as a surefire winner because he's the only one of these two who's got the drawing power. Sanada is very, very good, but he doesn't draw fans the way Ibushi does, and he's not going to fill Wrestle. He's not going to fill the Tokyo Dome the way Ibushi will do. So I have a feeling that Sanada is losing tomorrow, but it'll be interesting to see how they get there. This G1 was never going to be a classic. I've just been talking with this with John Dinsdale who's quite angry at this final, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have him on next week and we'll talk about it when he's caught up fully. But yeah, this was good, but not great. And it's the last night of the G1 block nights and you kind of expect it to be great. If you just switch the blocks around, the A block would have finished on a strong note going into the final. And I don't know what they're trying to do. Maybe, maybe just have a rest night and have a kind of like before things get serious tomorrow. But, mm, yeah, it was good. 
I'm not completely convinced is as good as it could be. Hmm, I'm not sure. Let's put it that way. Uh, let us look, though, instead at what's going to happen tomorrow night, because tomorrow night is the final of the G1. It's going to be... I'll look up New Japan World, and we'll find out when it actually will happen, if you are listening tonight and want to know and watch it in the morning. It will be... Oh, I find it here. Hey, uh, New Japan World Final G1 Final Climax. It's still loading. It takes forever to load the front page. Uh, da -da 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 -da. I'm seeing if the matches have been announced yet because that'll be the big thing. Hide spoilers is enabled. <laughs> I do have that on my on my thing. I just want the 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 actual like thing. What time it's going to be on? I'll come up on that sort of thing. So tomorrow's the G1 Climax Final. It's night 19. <laughs> the cage match page says question mark, question mark, question mark versus question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, we know who that is now. It will be Kota Ibushi versus uh, Seiya Sonata. Um, no profile set. We're not going to give me a date. And like the website, oh, screen options. Just give me, hide spoilers. Yeah, that's on merge events. I can take spoilers off now. I'm caught up. Let's find out. G1 Climax. Uh, life schedule. That's what I wanted. There we go. You see, you have an option on New Japan World where you can stop spoilers from coming up on your screen, which is very, very cool, but not useful to me right now as I am up to date on everything. So, that's October the 17th. We've got the lineup announced for the final at Tokyo for the Raigoku. The lineup is coming up on me now. The final will be a no limit. No time limit. No, they haven't got it up yet. I thought they may have done. May not be released until tomorrow morning. There's loads of comments on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what can you do? Um, yeah, so we don't know what matches are going to be on tomorrow's show. Couldn't tell you. And uh, looking up the future, in a couple of weeks, you've got Power Struggle. That'll be on November the 7th. Osaka Perpetual Gymnasium, or Osaka Joe Hall, as we know it and love it. Um, so, yeah, I can't tell you anything more that's going to happen tomorrow, apart from there'll be a match for the G1 Climax between Seiya Sonata or just Sonata, as he's known these days, versus Kotobushi. And the winner gets to go to Wrestle Kingdom and wrestle, we assume, Tetsuya Naito for the double championship. Or maybe not. Maybe other things will happen in the meantime. I'm excited, because I don't normally get to see the G1 Climax Final live, and this is my first year or second year that I've managed to do it. I didn't get to see it last year. I did get to see it live the year before. Uh, it's going to be on the 18th of October, we know that, and it will be uh, at 7 a.m. British summer time, which will let you know how what time it is. So from 7 a.m., we get to see the G1 Climax final. Won't be as long as previous years because under COVID regulations, the shows just can't be as long. You just can't put as many wrestlers on it. So it'll be interesting to see what they pick. I'm expecting kind of a five-match show like we've had for the last three or four months or so. And maybe that'll become the nutrition. It does crisp things up, I've got to say. Um, I don't think you'll have the big multi-mans because that kind of like causes more problems. So I think you'll probably have, like it was in 2014 or 15, like a greatest hits singles matches, which would be nice, the rematches from the tournament. So we'll see what happens there. My name's been James Troopany. I will see you tomorrow morning after I've watched the show. And around about lunchtime, I will give you the very last today at the G1. I think me and John Dinsdale will catch up and we'll talk about it next week. Uh, Sunday night, I am going to be recording a show with Chelsea Spollen, and we're going to be looking at the collective shows from Indiana last week. 
So hopefully that will be uh, uh, a nice show for you to listen to on the Monday and have a, a cool regular Troopany show that isn't anything to do in New Japan for a change. But we hope you've enjoyed these shows and I hope you enjoyed doing this today at the G1 shows with me. It's been a lot of fun and we've had lots of people listening. I've been getting a couple of hundred hits a day on these shows. So that's been very nice and rewarding and showing that at least somebody's listening. We've had 8,000 listeners this month on the Troopany show so uh, channel, which has been really, really cool. Uh, take care. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the show Troopany Show on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook at The Troopany Show and Patreon at The Troopany Show, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. See you tomorrow.